You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 050. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 50. Oh, and before I let you listen to this awesome episode, I wanted to let you all know that I actually have a brand new course that I'm co-teaching with one of my very best friends and total personal development expert, Andrea Owen. We are teaching a course right now. It's completely ready and available for you. Open registration. It's only going to be available until May 19th, and it is the Bring Your Thing Telecourse Intensive. So it's for anybody who has a big dream a goal, a desire, something that they want in their life to accomplish and they feel just plain fucking stuck on how to make it happen. So if you go to bringyourthing.com slash make it happen, all one word, bringyourthing.com slash make it happen, you can read all about the course. It's six weeks. You get tons of coaching from both Andrea and myself, weekly lessons. We've done $1,200 worth of added bonuses from a bunch of our colleagues that uh, will give you specific help on on your particular thing because we knew that everybody would have different things that they wanted to accomplish. So our bonuses include everything from uh, weight loss to business development to relationship work. So you get a bunch of support there. Plus, we just added an entire years worth of support to the course curriculum. So uh, it's one payment of $3.97 or you can do two payments. Um, So just cruise over to the site and see if it's for you. A lot of it has to do with the internal work. And it's something that we were really passionate about from uh, doing our own big things. You know, Andrea's written a book. We're actually both published authors. I, uh, both of us have, have created businesses from scratch that was scary as all shit. Um, as you guys know, I've, I've thrown myself into some pretty big acting endeavors, which was another huge thing for me. Um, so we've done big things and we're ready to show you how to make that happen. And a lot of it happens from working through your internal belief system and we're, we're ready to show you. So cruise over to bringyourthing.com slash make it happen, read through all of that and see, see if it resonates with your spirit. And we would absolutely love to support you. All right, here's the pod. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Everybody, Amy here. Thank you for joining us for the Joy Junkie Show podcast. If you have been hanging out with us for any number of any length of time, you know that I'm typically joined by my my gorgeous soulmate and sidekick, Mr. Smith, but he's on hiatus for a few months and actually will be coming back in May. So for those of you who've been missing his really deep sexy voice, <laughs> Um, he will be back with me in May. But what we have been doing is having some pretty genius guest hosts with me uh, over the last few months who I've affectionately termed the guesties. And I have a, a new one today who I'm so thrilled. We seriously just met each other like five minutes ago. And <laughs> her name is Jessica Kupferman. And welcome to the show, Jess. I feel like I should call you Jess. Is that okay? You, yeah, of course you can call me Jess. And thank you for having me. And you'll never know that we just met five minutes ago because I already feel like I've known you like 20 years. I, exactly. And that's that's just how it works. That's how it works in this like kind of delicious business we have, I think. You know, you kind of meet a lot of awesome souls, I think. More so than my previous careers. That's for damn sure. Yes. And I also think they're, that those little BFF soulmates are easier to recognize. Yes. Oh, that's so uh, true. Like when you reach out to me, I instantly recognized you as a BFF, like a business BFF. I love it. Yay. That's awesome because I'm usually such a stage five clinger where I'm like, hey, you, 
<laughs> hey, hey, you should be my best friend. Like I, all my, in fact, my fucking husband, that's how I got my husband. I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure we're soulmates. So you're going to need to marry me. Like I've all, I, everybody who's in my close circle, I just tell them like, you need that's to. That's funny. So, so let me tell you guys a little bit about Jess. She helps small business owners and solopreneurs find their voice, create juicy online products and services, and design their businesses by their own rules. As a branding and business consultant, she's been featured on LKR.com, NPR, Successful Women Talk, Social Buzz on Air, and Yoga Yogapreneur TV. She's also been featured as a pop culture commentary commentator on TMZ Live. I love that. I might need to pick your brain about that off. off, the, off sure. The <clears throat> when she's not consulting business owners on creating a kick-ass digital presence, you can find her interviewing fascinating lady entrepreneurs for her podcast, Lady Business Radio. Find out how to boost your online business, fall in love with your brand, and make your own rules at jessicacupferman.com. And um, her last name is K-U-P-F-E-R-M-A-N.com. And you can find that in our show notes as well. So you can stalk her. And um, so as you guys know, we typically like jump back and forth between life topics and love topics. Today, we've got an awesome life topic. We're going to talk about how the hell do you get a grip on time management? And this is definitely an issue that I have. Um, so this will be – and I know you love to talk about it, Jess. So it will be – I do. It'll be cool to get your thoughts on it, I'm sure. Obsessed. But I wanna I want but you know, as before we get into content, we always like to kind of shoot the shit and just warm up the mics, if that's even a thing. But I just we always say it, which I think is funny. But um ah. we got before we jumped on the line, we were talking about last names. And you yeah. were you were saying your maiden name was a challenge and then your married name is a challenge. It's worse. <laughs> so much worse than you you know yeah you grow up hoping that you're not going to get <laughs> pummeled with a horrible last name and I just feel like it's not the worst thing that ever happened but it's not wonderful cup for men well if I, I could shorten it and change it I think I would yeah I uh I always felt like if my if my future husband I mean and granted this is so funny that I thought this when I was like 18 because I got married when I was 20 but I thought and girl I thought if my husband has a fucked up last name, he's taking mine or we're just going to pick a whole new one altogether. Like, I'm not just going to, you know. I tried my first husband to take my name, actually. But he, and I was convinced. I was so close, but he ended up not doing that. But the reason I, the reason I would try to convince him is because, like, my maiden name is Carpel, which is spelled like carpal tunnel syndrome. (laughs) And it's shortened, I think, from when my grandfather came over here from when he was Poland, when he was like, th- you know, from Poland, when he was like three. And like the Carpels have done some pretty interesting stuff. Not probably where you live and definitely not where I live, but like where we still live, like Washington, D.C. Like my great grandfather founded like the Washington Hebrew Academy. And then my uncle has like a courier serve, you know, a pretty Washington car and driver. Like they're just. You know, we've just done some stuff, and and then I married this guy the first time around who, like, oh, my God, Amy, like, his his father, like, his father married his mother and had him, and then while she was pregnant with his younger brother, he went bonkers and thought she was carrying Rosemary's baby, and they had to commit him. Because <gasps> it was the same year oh as Rosemary's God. baby coming out, right? So I was like, and his last name was Schaefer, which is, like, nothing special. So I was just like... Why don't you just change your name to Carpel? You don't really have it. You know, they, they didn't keep in touch. So it's like, you don't really have a dad. What Your name doesn't mean anything to you. Right. You, you know, the guy who raised you, his last name was Thompson. You should change your name to Thompson. Uh, I think, you know, Sheeper's like so meaningless. He was like, I don't know. And I was like, you just change it to Carpel. My dad likes you. And this way the kids <laughs> will have a good, a, a decent last name. Oh, man. I could see him mulling it over. I was almost there. But no. <laughs> I was so close yet so far. Yet so far. That's funny. And then, yeah. And then this time around with Kupferman, um, I think that my, my husband's father, my my father-in-law, was going to change it when he started his own accounting practice. And I don't know why. Something nostalgia. I don't know what. He kept Kupferman. Um, wow. And so were, yeah. are, are you guys – are you the type of couple that you would keep keep your own maiden name or would you even want that or do you like the – you both having I mean, the same one? 
he's traditional enough where if I tried to keep my maiden name, I don't think he would have been too happy. Yeah. So I didn't really ask him and I didn't really bring it up because I, Carpel Cufferman is ridiculous. Like that's, <laughs> totally. That's like double torture. So like I just took it with a, you know, I just kind of like took one for the team. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I would tell him that, that I hate, I don't hate it. I, just, I hate that people butcher it like nobody's business. Right. You're the only person that's ever been like, oh, do you pronounce it Cufferman? And I was like, oh my God, she's a genius. Yes, I do. Well, you know, you can't fight the gift. That's right. <laughs> You got it. Share it. So I have to tell you, before I was a Smith, okay, and that's why I always use my middle initial, like Amy E. Smith, because I'm like, if your name was Amy Smith, wouldn't you use the E too? Like, come on. I feel like I'm way too eccentric and crazy to have such a boring ass name. But prior to Smith, it was Green. Oh my God. Can you believe that? Not even with an E. Not even with an E on the end. Like just regular old green like the color. Well, you must have had some other trials and tribulations because it certainly wasn't people mispronouncing your name. Oh, no, not at all. And it, but it was, it was funny because when I was little, you know, I was just this just crazy, charismatic, free spirit. And I really wanted, like, I begged my parents, like, can I at least spell my name like AMI or AMMIE or something? creative like why just amy like how boring and they were they were really like no 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 and i thought how dope would it be if we were because i have two younger brothers if we were like ivy green and jade green and sage Mm -hmm. green or forest green like how awesome right that would be fantastic but but alas no but part of it part of it was that my father was made fun of a lot and bullied when he was younger because he had polio And so he always thought, I will, I don't want to give my children any reason that I can control for them to be bullied, you know? So, so it came came from a good place. I get it. All right. So let's, let's talk about this whole time management stuff. Oh my God. So I know definitely there's places that are huge pitfalls for me, but I'm curious, maybe your own story or what you see as some of the big issues where people kind of fall victim to poor time management and kind of the consequences. So I was just going to say time management is broken up into two main issues for me, but it's not, it's not exactly true. Like sometimes when I think about time management, I think about what am I spending my day doing? Mm -hmm. And then other times when I think about time management, I think about how I'm supposed to manage my projects in a way where I can understand what things I'm supposed to be doing next. And they sort of go together and they sort of don't. I guess one's project management, one's time management. Mm -hmm. But um, the time management thing kind of, for me, it kind of goes like this. It's like, and you probably, you know, you have a popular podcast, so I'm assuming you probably have some of this as well, where people approach you because they want to talk to you because they want to interview you. That's number one. Number two, they want to be on your show. They want you to interview them. That's number two. Three, they like you to a point where they think you have some kind of business synergy and want to work with you or offer you a partnership where they benefit and you don't. <laughs> usually, right? Yeah. Or maybe it's mutual, but, you know, usually it's, you know, a, it's a sales talk or whatever, and they want to talk to you on the phone. And then um, you have people who are wanting to coach with you who are clients. Like they've heard you talk and they want to be your client. And so if you said yes to all these people in a given week and shoved them in where you could, you would never see an email, never see a Facebook page. Like you would just be on the phone like all day long. Right. And so for me, I have a very hard time. And and speaking of of bullying, what you were saying, like I was bullied as a kid up until probably like high school. Hmm. Until, you know, I grew boobs and, and got contact lenses and my hair grew out a little bit. Before then, I was like a human Q-tip, right? I was like six, straight, like a total Jew fro and huge thick glasses. Like I was a mess. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, bu- total bully material. Big mouth, no filter, you know, ready for, ready for a nice big hick from Frederick, Maryland to uh, point that out to everybody else. So, oh, my God. So yeah, so I have this, I have this need to say yes because mm-hmm. I don't want people to be angry or disappointed with me or feel like they don't like me or talk about me and say bad things about me. Which, in essence, if you think about, it, you have no control over any of that. 
Right. So why bother? It's an instinct based on the fact that people didn't like me as a kid. And there was really, you know, whatever I could have done to change that I would have. So now I've control over that in my head in some way. And so I always want to fit people in and I don't want to have to make them wait a month to talk to me. That feels jerky to me. And I don't know if you, I don't necessarily know if you agree with that, but so the way, so I instituted this like rule where I would only talk to, at first I got real crazy about it. And I said, I'm going to talk to clients on Tuesday, interview on Wednesday, people who want to interview me, that'll only happen on Thursday. And I was like, well, that's just, the days got super boring. Mm-mm. And okay. I was just like, I can't even, I can't even do one thing all day. Like it's a nightmare. So I don't mind what's happening on those days, but the only three days that I take calls are going to be Tuesday through Thursday, Monday and Friday. I will not be on the phone. If someone wants to have lunch with me, I'll do that. If I want to go shopping, go to the doctor, those are the days I'll do that. That's so funny. That is exactly my schedule. But so have you ever bent on it though? Uh, For a little while there, as my podcast started to grow, I started bending because I couldn't fit people in that week on those three days because they were so fucking full that I would go, okay, yeah, I'm free Monday. Yeah, I can do Friday at 10. When I'm supposed to be, that's supposed to be like the one day I can flip and sleep. And so um, I start bending and I bent to the point where I had two weeks in a row where I was on the phone from eight to six every single day. And you can't work on your business. Like even if you want a break, which you can't get, your business can't move ahead if all you're doing is flapping your gums. Totally. Yeah. So like, yeah. So I had to reinstitute it. And also do you have, so that's your exact schedule, but how late do you go and how early do you start? Because that's part of it too. Like my husband gets grouchy if I'm still on the phone at 9 PM. Oh yeah. Well, plus I have kids. You don't have kids, right? Oh God. No, no, no. I have two kids. They're in high school and they kind of need me to be around when they get home. They have a million things to tell me and it's hard. It's really hard. Well, you know, okay. So I typically do like a 10 to four and I'm pretty vigilant about it, but here's, Here's the deal is, is I, I feel like I have the choice if I bend on that or not in service of me. So not in service of, it depends on what I'm motivated by. So like you said, if I'm motivated by what if they think I'm an asshole, what if they think I'm not, you know, whatever, whatever, then that's my clue that I'm making choices based off of something that's not serving me. Yeah. So, but if I go, God, I have been dying to have this person on the pod or I have been wanting to collaborate or this would be, oh my gosh. And it's something that's feasible. I'm like, okay, I might, I might bend it a little bit. But if it's something that at my gut, it goes like, oh, that was family day or, you know, I can feel feel it intuitively. I'm like, sorry, no go. And you can handle yourself with grace, you know, but, um, yeah, yeah, I, and I think that's I'm like we were supposed to talk on a Monday yep. and that's okay because I thought it would be fun to get to know you. And I think it's fun for people to interview me and I don't mind bending it for somebody who I thought would be a good time. Cause it doesn't feel like work to me. Cause I'm not the one taking show notes and running the show. You know, that's your thing. So right, right. you just sit here and chit chat and it's fun. Yep. Whereas like, you know, if, if you, if the only day you could be interviewed was Monday, we'd have to wait till you found a Tuesday. Right. Right. You know? Well, and I think something that you mentioned, and this is one of the notes that I had jot down, is is I really think one of the biggest issues in time management is that people say yes to a bunch of shit they don't really want to do. Yeah. That, that is obligatory. It's not actually I – mean, and, and I'm not talking about like, God, I really don't want to do my taxes or I really don't want to answer email. Like there's certain things that, you know, we kind of need to do. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the, the stuff like – I've, I, well, I just have to volunteer for my kid's school because that's what I've always done. Or I oh have, gosh. you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Like how much you guys listening out there do you say yes to that you really, really don't want? It's clutter. I shouldn't have said retarded. That's the wrong thing to say. It's not smart though. I would say that. That's flipped <laughs> out. I don't usually use that word that much. So I'm sorry. Oh, but that's okay. I agree with you. And, and actually I cut out that stuff so long ago. Like, um, the volunteering and the running the book sale and the doing this and the doing that. Cause my life is too short to be doing that crap for other people who don't, who say they're going to volunteer and then don't do it. And then you end up doing the whole thing yourself. Like, no, thank you. I don't need that medal today. Thanks. And this is another thing, Amy, I don't know how you feel about this, but like 
People who consider themselves connectors <laughs> are often the biggest time suckers yeah. in the world because they are just constantly reaching out to people to connect with you. I just want to get to know you. I just want to get to know what you do. Read my website. Right, right. I wrote it all out. <laughs> I know. You're confused. Read that. Then if you have a specific reason to talk to me on the phone, otherwise, no. N-O, no. Yeah. And that's been, I've been hogging, I feel like I've been hoarding and hogging my time like Rice Krispie treats. It's important though, because guess who who is going to do it? No one else except you. No one else, exactly. Have you started to do it with um, family? I'm starting to do it with my family too. Oh yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I really, yes, (laughs) I'll just say that, I'll say yes. You know what I'm talking about, I can talk about it. I've really, I've really been in the last handful of years, really as I got so into self-help and personal development and and really preserving personal power and looking at these things like the tendency to say yes or that pull to wanting to be accepted or or liked and and breaking that stuff down and looking at what's a historical thing like you were saying what what came from childhood what was and what's really true now the more I've gotten involved in that the easier it's been to stand behind this stuff. And and it's basically just creating a new habit. So if you've created this habit over years and years and years of just giving giving in to people or being a yes man, you can create a new habit. You just have to be, you know, choosy about it, definitive about it. And then you need to follow suit with your behavior. You have to condition it. So I'm really at a point now where nobody really gets my time unless, unless I decide that they do. You know, I'm, yeah. pr- I'm pretty deliberate about it because I've gotten to a point also through this whole development thing where I just value my life and my time so much. And again, it doesn't mean you have to be an asshole about it. You know, yeah. you can just be like, I'm not available or know, I'm so sorry. Like your show is called The Joy Junkie and we're talking about how to shut people down. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean to do that, but the purpose, the joy part comes from not being obligated to somebody else. Right. right? Let's, I'm trying to stay positive because I feel, I feel bad. No, don't, don't, don't at all. Okay. It, that's true. That's true because it, it's these types of things that end up really stealing your joy. Yeah. And what I always want to point people to is looking at are you creating time and energy for the things that really are the most paramount and the most important in your life and a lot of times when you look around and take inventory of it, you kind of go, oh, my God, no, I'm not. Yeah. You know, I'm robbed dry because I'm in this constant state of giving in. Um, so, um, do you live near your family? Uh, close enough. <laughs> close enough where? Like an hour away. At the mall, they can stop over because they have to pee or close enough no. where like, oh, you have to make an effort. Yeah, it's like an hour, hour and a half. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So it's close, but it's not – yeah. So my family is not close. They're actually the opposite of that. They're like – they're far enough away where um, where like every minute spent with them is really like valuable and um, I'm glad when I see them. Like my dad lives two hours away in D.C. and so we meet in Baltimore for lunch like maybe once a month or uh, – and then my sister's in San Diego and I'm near Philadelphia. So um, I feel glad that like I don't – I hate to say I feel glad that I don't live closer because I value the time with them so much more and we make more of an effort to get along because we don't see each other that much and like even if we talk on the phone, like we, I miss them. Yeah. Whereas like – my husband's family is close enough where if they're driving by on the way home from dinner and she has to pee, they'll want to stop and use my bathroom on the way home to their house, even though it's equally as close, but whatever. So like, um, and I'm like, and I think that, you know, there's a lot of people that I know in this town. I've lived here in Delaware now like 20 years. And like, I don't think you have to see people all the time. I no. think his family may not agree with that though. I think they sort of feel like because we're close, we need to see each other all the time. Because I know my mother-in-law sees her sisters a lot. And so she consequently wants to see her son a lot. And my son is – her son, my husband, is like me. You know, he he's focused. We have children. Like, he doesn't feel the need to social – He's maybe he's a little bit of a hermit. But, um, 
you know, he doesn't feel the need to socialize. He doesn't like the pop in. No, me neither. God, I we hate, hate it. We hate the pop in. And so, and then also, um, I find that because I work from home, I don't know if this is an old fashioned thing or if it's because I work from home or what. I find that their family thinks because I'm here, if they have something they need to bring by, I can just open the door and let them in. They don't, well, I'm just going to leave it on the porch. I'm just going to, I'm just going to stop in. I'm just going to give it to you and then I'm going to run. I was like, no, it doesn't work that way, though. Right. You're going to chat, and I have to stop what I'm doing, and I don't have time today because I have meetings back-to-back. It's like they can't compute meetings back-to-back. But saying no to the pop-in, the drive-by, and the drop-off is hard. Yeah. And so what, makes- what do you do? What have, you, is, have you found a solution for it? Yes, I don't answer the phone when they call. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I yeah, good. If they call, if, if his mother... Or sister, call me between eight and five. I can't answer the phone because then they can't drop it off or pop in or drop by because they don't know if I'm here. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way to get rid of. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true because it, 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 I feel so strongly that you teach people how to treat you largely by what you tolerate. Yes, when you're and when you're with someone new, you want them to like you. Yeah, you. I've been over backwards for a long time. Even though my husband was like, "You don't know what you're getting into," and he was right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think that's really um, – there's some people who love that. They love just the open house and they just come by any time. And for me, absolutely, I'm exactly like you. I cannot stand it. I want definitive start and end points. I like appointments. I'm like, you know, like, no, 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 just dropping in. And and that goes for family, friends, anybody. So mm-hmm. I'm the same way. So I think kind of knowing – knowing because that kind of stuff will just – destroy me like I'll get so worked up and so frustrated so I have to really make sure that if there's something like that that's a trigger for me that I rectify it that that's up to me because if I just go along with it and I'm sitting there fuming and pissed off that doesn't help me stay happy yeah it doesn't help anybody let's be honest it's true (laughs) right so okay so let's talk about I've got I've got a handful of ideas about some things that people can do for to to kind of maximize their time management and kind of take back personal power. But I would love for you to kind of share some of your ideas too. Um, how to maximize their time management. Well, I mean, the, the key I think is to put boundaries in place and be militant mm-hmm. about them. And I mean, even when you say like, Oh, I can bend it if it serves me. Um, that can get it for, for somebody. I mean, you have to know yourself. Yep. You may not be a person who gives a crap if other people like them. I know myself and even me saying, well, if it serves me, I can talk myself into that shit mm. and, and it's bad. So I have to be militant about my boundaries or I, or I can create a situation where I don't have time that whole day to eat or pee. Yes. You know, and so and so I am militant about the Monday Friday thing now, come hell or high water, except for again, because I, I said yes to you because I thought it would be fun. And because I had nothing else that day. You know what I mean? Like I've right. nothing backing up to it and it wasn't a big deal. Um militant about the days that you are on and the days that you're off, militant about what kinds of things you'll be on for, militant about um what kinds of activities you're going to spend with other people, I guess. Mm -hmm. Are you going to coach and consult them one-on-one? Is that something you don't need to do? Can you put them into like a a group or or like a a coaching thing or a class so that you don't have to walk somebody through something you've already created videos for? It's that kind of stuff. You have to be – and you – and it's hard to be specific because everyone's business is different. For me, those things are – not getting on the phone for a potential sales pitch. Right. Even if it's a friend, even if it's a friend who's like, I feel like there's some synergy between what you do and what I do. And I really want to talk to you about it. Okay, great. Write it out. And if I, if I want to talk to you about it, we'll set up a time. Right. Some people are really stubborn. Well, and I think one of the things to mention about that stuff is it's almost always wrapped up in a package that says I'm urgent and it's not. Like a sales pitch is never fucking urgent. So if no, I, if I've got not for you, if I've got exactly if if I've got other stuff going on, and it's a it's a difference between listening to you thinking you know some sales pitch versus time to work out. You can send it to me in an email. We can talk. Like I've got time next month. Like you know what I mean. Like I have no yeah. problems being like uh it's more important for me to do other stuff right now. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, a sales pitch is never urgent. Right. I do think that it's sometimes people can be super stubborn about not writing things out for you. Sometimes people can wear me down. I hate to say it. Well, when somebody behaves like that, for me, I go, thank you so much for proving to me exactly why I don't want to get on the phone with you. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because yeah. like, if that is how you are going to be, if you already disrespect my vigilance about my time, then mm-hmm. I don't think that this is going to be synergistic. Sorry. You know, but for, for many of you guys out there, you know, it may not be a home business. It might be your, your workplace. It might be family obligations. It might, could be a million and one different things. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the, the components to look at is when people approach you, they act like it's life and death. If it's family, if it's your boss, most of the time, those are the two ca- categories where things are like, take care of me now. It's immediate. It's urgent. And a lot of times it's just kind of the package that it's wrapped up in. So if you mm-hmm. can step out of that micro view and kind of go to the meta view a little bit and go, really, like, how important is this as an expenditure of my time and energy at the moment? Yeah. You know? Um, totally. You're totally 100% right. Yeah, what, I mean, and that's one thing that I would offer you guys is that's one question that I ask myself, particularly when I've gotten myself in a state of overwhelm, which almost always is self-inflicted. I always call it self-inflicted overwhelm because I'm the one who piles and piles and piles this stuff on my plate. And I also dictate how those things need to be done, which is usually with a huge dose of perfectionism. So there's a lot of stuff like, okay, that doesn't have to be that perfect. It's okay if that's an 80% thing. You don't have to go 100% on that perfect graphic that you just made or whatever. So I think asking yourself when you're in that place of overwhelm and you have all these things on your plate, what is the impact of my life if I handle this particular task right now and if I don't? Like if I postpone it, if I delegate it, if I nix it all together, a lot of times we just assume whatever's on our plate has to be done instead of looking at like, well, what's the impact if I do it and what's the impact if I don't? Now, see, I have a counter question. That's a really good question. And I have a counter question. And this is what I've been struggling with this week and last week especially. And the counter question is, um, when do you stop pushing and start enjoying like aren't you supposed to like I feel like I'm sort of predetermined to push and push and push and push so that I can enjoy my grandchildren and not have to work like this when I'm old Hmm. um but then on the other hand I hear a lot about like well if it's not serving you and self-care and take care of yourself and this and that but I kind of am afraid that if – not afraid. I, I don't want to stop pushing because I don't want to be 65 and not have enough to retire on. So I want to I want to make sure that that happens. And in order to do that, I sort of feel like better, smarter, faster, harder, stronger all the time. Right, right. You know? And, and, I, and I have a, an impossible time rectifying those two things. Like does it serve me – I mean, does it serve me in my business? Is it going to be fun? Like, I just sort of feel like sometimes I feel like I don't know when I got this hardcore, Amy. Honestly, sometimes <laughs> I feel like fun is for the week. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're having fun, you're a punk. This is supposed to be work, and you're supposed to do it and do it and do it and do it until you're successful. And I haven't particularly defined what that looks like necessarily. I just know that, like, until I can have things, like I said, at my whim. I have to keep going and it has yeah. to be done a certain way and it has to be done perfectly and, I, and often by me, right, <laughs> which is right. another sickness, right? Which is another time management suck is having to do everything yourself. We could talk yes. about that too. Um, that, that's true. Yeah. So the counter question is, is it serving you to give it up? Is it serving you to take a nap? Is it, is it really serving you or do you just feel like it's serving you because you're sleepy? I've had like four hours of sleep. I could have postponed you again, but that doesn't serve me. You know what I mean? I think I think there's a couple of things at play because one is is uh, so obviously it's very important to you to free up your senior years, right? Like to have ease and leisure in that in you know in the sixty five plus range, be able to hang out with the grandkids and all of those things, right? That's the goal. Mm-hmm. So. At what cost? So there's right. a, so if 
Like, for instance, I'm one of those people that I'm really not happy unless I have a million and one things on my plate, right? So I know that that's a piece of how I operate. I tend to be more productive when I have to put things into specific categories. So I I think that there's a some soul searching for you. Like, is it something that it's tip, it's genuinely how you operate and you thrive this way, or is it something that's costing you and you feel like this is the only way to make ends meet or to, yeah. to save up for the future? It's where different. it's different, and it's also what are you motivated by? Are you motivated by this desire for your future, or are you motivated by fear? That this is the, oh my God, I have to do, I have to do this or this, or, you know, financial ruin is going to come to me. Visiting crazy town. Right. And (laughs) I hate when people say balance, but that's true. There is a balance to be had. And I think it's in each moment, there's a different right answer. So for instance, it might be, and that's, that's where we, you know, I'm such an advocate for using our intuition and our spirituality as our own moral compass, our own internal guide for the choices that we make versus truth, like grand truths that we've created. Like this, you have to work hard and you have to work, you know, 60 hours a week in order for you to have a, a, a hefty retirement. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a truth that is unfounded, right? Like we just decide that that's true. Whereas we have plenty of people who are working 20 hours a week and doing just fine and they're, you know, however they fucking figured that out, they need to let me know. But I think that, that there's, there's really something to be said for in that moment, it might be the best choice for you to stay up till midnight working on a project. And then the, you know, in another moment, it might be the best choice for you to take the nap. Yeah. So giving yourself the freedom that there's a different right answer. Yeah. I think you're right. Self-care is a hard one, though, because sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm so bad about self-care. And then other times I feel like self-care is for the weak. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I- that sounds terrible, but, you know, I think people can get caught up in their self-care and then they don't get any. Then they're like, well, my business isn't going anywhere, but I'm at yoga twice a day. Really? Right wonder why your business isn't going anywhere. Well, and I think that's being really vigilant about what are the things that matter most to you in your life. So if it is self-care, awesome. Let your business go to shit, whatever. But if you... But if the most important thing to you is to create a legacy in your business or to create financial stability for your family or, you know, your behavior has to follow suit. So one of the things that I was going to suggest to people is this is really telling. This will really nail things down. Like you make basically two columns on a piece of paper. And in one column, you write all the things that are the most important to you. Like if I were to say, what are the most important ways for you to spend your time and energy? Most all of us would write spouse, friends, family, and for for a lot of people, spirituality. You know, like their faith or, you know. Something yeah. related to that, right? We don't usually say putting in more hours at the office or, you know, volunteering for shit that I really don't right. care about, right? I need more sales pitches on the phone. Right, yeah. right. So we've got... I need, I need to talk with more connectors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those connectors. God damn it. So, I mean, I think it's... Yeah. Anyway, let's not... Let me not rant about that. Yeah. So if you you have... In one column, what you would declare as the most important things in my life, which would equate like the whole thing that we always say, like on my deathbed, when you look back, yes, God, I lived richly. I enjoyed my spouse. We loved hard. You know, I was with my kids. I was with my grandkids, whatever. That's the shit that matters to us, right? And then in the second column, I want you to really take an inventory of how you spend your time and energy. And how much of it is really in service of those things that matter the most to you. Because most of the time, it takes, it, it really takes an emergency. Like, your spouse has to be like, I am out of here. Like, I'm leaving. We don't spend time, you know. And then you go, oh, now I'm going to put time and effort into my marriage. Yeah. Or you're so consumed with work, but then your kid has an accident at school and they hurt themselves. Like, you would drop everything. Why does it take an emergency? 
for you to drop everything? Yeah, totally. So, so I'm not saying that it's like, can we spend all day just loving up our family? No, like I get that. But is there some continuity that you could switch around a little bit is, is all I'm saying. Because oftentimes what we claim is the most important things to us are really not what's getting most of our time and energy. Yeah, it's true. Um, totally true. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. And it's an interesting thing to think about. Like, because that also, that column, those columns and those, um, and that reflection can also help you figure out what to delegate. Yes. Like, when you were talking, I was thinking, you know, if I added in, what's the stuff you're spending your time on in your business that makes you want to punch your computer? Like, yeah. is it doing your expenses? Is it putting up your blog posts? Like, Go on Fiverr, find a VA for $5 and give them that job. Yeah. You know, because if you, because you shouldn't want to ever punch something anytime during the day. Right. I think. Unless it's like during your fitness workout. <laughs> a kickboxing, right. Or I don't know, maybe a sexual romp where you guys yes. are into that shit. I don't know. Good Whatever. Point. Good no, point. No judgment. No judgment. No. But, good point. Good point. So what are, are there any things in particular that you do that, I know you're really militant about that, but do you have to, have you gotten better about saying no to people or? I'm, it's, I'm probably going to be a lifelong struggle, but mm -hmm. yes, there are certain people that I'm starting to recognize as a time suck that I avoid more because I'm not as confrontational as you would think. Mm -hmm. um, I'm better at avoiding the people that I know are going to suck my time up into a million, you know, blow it up into a million pieces. And I'm better about not scheduling the calls. I will say this. If I'm going on a vacation, like if I was going on a vacation, my Mondays and Fridays this week would be shot. I can already tell you. Because once you go on vacation, then people have to wait another week. I can't even handle it. That's funny for me because I'm like, you'll live. You know, like I'm one of those know, people. No, not there. My, um. My best friend and I have this because she's she is so fast and we're we're business partners and we do a lot of collaborations and stuff. Actually, you know her. You know Andrea Owen? I think she was Yes. On. Oh my god. Yeah, she's like my absolute best friend. I didn't know that. How yeah. Funny. Yeah, we do a lot awesome. of fun cool stuff together. So so we're very opposite in that way. Like she's super fast, very productive, like lightning fast. And so if you don't respond to an email like the same day, that's like not okay with her. And I'm like, I've got a good 72 hours. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I, yeah. I just value yeah. my process so much that I'm like, whatever. It's just an email. Like, if it was, it, I just have a very different sense of what is Im really, really important. And it came from, it really came from giving up everything where it cost me so much, you know, when I was working in a corporate environment, when it was, uh, I stood back and I was like, all I have is who I am in my work because I don't have any time or energy to devote to any other role in my life. And that's mm -hmm. really when I chose consciously that I was going to create a career that, that supported the life that I want versus the other way around, you know, but, mm -hmm. um, but I will say this too, this is really helpful for me is is really knowing your pitfalls. Like you clearly know where you struggle. So like if somebody propositions you, you're very aware. Okay, here's yeah. one of those instances. Here's it's my opportunity. It takes, a, it takes a long time for to achieve self-awareness. Totally. I mean, it's a journey. We'll do it for the rest of our lives. But I know for me, one of my biggest pitfalls is underestimating the time a task will take. So... Uh I'm actually a little obsessed with that. Are so, you? <laughs> yes. I, I have a little time obsession problem. How do you? Okay. So t tell me how you. It's OCD. It's not anything. It's not. <laughs> it's not a secret you want to learn. It's called I'm constantly looking at the clock because I know how long it takes me to do everything because I'm just obsessed with time. So like that's why it irritates me with my. That's why my husband says, I'm going to take a shower. I'll be out in 10 minutes. I'm like, you, you never have before because I know when he gets in and I know when he gets out because I'm always looking at the clock. How I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm like, you know, some people are always checking the weather. It's just one of those things. Like, yeah. So I always know how long it takes me to get to everywhere. The grocery store, I know how long it takes me in the grocery store. I think it may have started worse. I used to just be this way about sleep. 
And I would lay in bed, you know, before I would go to sleep, I would think, okay, I'm only going to get seven hours and 43 minutes of sleep. If I fall asleep right now, I'm going to get seven hours and 27 minutes of sleep. And then, oh but I, I know, it's really, it's a sickness. It's, it's, some people just do these weird little things in their head. This is one of those things. Yep. So um, it got worse when I started charging hourly for my time. When I stopped being in a corporate job with a salary and I started like charging for design time and consulting time. Now, if I'm standing in a line at the bank for 10 minutes, I can calculate very easily how much they owe me for hmm. being there. Wow. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And I'm not, it's not, I mean, and often what comes out of my mouth is time is money, honey. Yeah. Because I don't want people wasting my time. I don't want, so I know how long it takes me to do everything. I know that an interview is going to take probably an hour and a half, even though I only have it scheduled in my thing for an hour. I've got to start making those time slots longer mm -hmm. because I know I chit chat a little bit. Right. Right. So, you know, so I need a cushion, but I also know how long it takes me to shower and get ready with full makeup, me to shower and get ready without full makeup, yep. me to get shower and get ready with the, with the diffuser, without the diffuser. Yeah. How, how long does it take me to get gas? It's because I'm always looking at the clock. And if, I think it might be actually, Amy, because I'm always obsessed with being late. That might be it. I yeah, think that's now true. I know how long it takes me to do shit because I don't want to be late for stuff. A lot of people who who really don't want to ever be late are that way. I totally – My, work. my husband's that way. I find that for me it's like I'm, I'm the same as you where I know exactly how long it takes to get ready and get where I need to go and things like that if it's, if it's very regimented. But if it's just like oh my God. writing an article or – Yeah, it just occurred to me that you were talking about business tasks after I went through that whole flipping rant. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. That's – it's true. I oh. – I am my husband's a lot like you, so he overestimates and then he ends up having all this time available. And I underestimate where I'm like, oh, that'll only take me 30 minutes and that'll only take me that. And so I, what I've learned is that I have to double it every time I say, okay, that mm -hmm. that post or that edit or that whatever is only going to take me 30 minutes. Okay, allocate an hour. And so I just sent you a link to this amazing website called Toggle. And basically, you just turn it on when you start something, turn it off when you're done, and you'll have a better idea of of how long it takes you to do stuff. And a woman I just interviewed, Christy Halmick, I love that. she she um she said the her biggest advice for being productive is for a week time every task because then you know what you're spending time doing, what you're not spending time doing, and you'll know how long it takes you to do stuff. So that if you are going to outsource, and it's also helpful for delegating because if you are going to outsource something. You don't want someone who's going to take an hour if it only takes you 20 minutes. Right. That person's an idiot. And right. you need to find somebody else. Right. So, um, yeah. That's so, great. I'm going to check that out. Toggle.com with no E. T-O-G-G-L.com. I am going to do that. Oh, my gosh. I love that. That's fantastic. Because um, that – I really – it's like I'm in denial. Like I, I like the idea that it only takes me 30 minutes. But – right. But a part of it, the internal Official thing, I, I, exactly, that I have to work on is the perfectionist poison, you know, where I will spend time on things that really, really don't matter in the grand scheme. And that's what I like. What? I, Give me an example. Um, like changing a font 50 times. <laughs> that to me is like what my husband would call mental masturbation. Yes. You're like, but it's visual. That's visual masturbation. Yes. And I do the same thing, but I kind of enjoy seeing what it would – I can't – you can't just pick the third font. That's madness. I know. I, And that's my my total Achilles heel because I love design and I create all the graphics yeah. for everything. Yeah. And, and graphics are awesome. I totally – that's – but see, that's important though. If you choose the wrong one, then you hate the way it looks. Then you don't tell anyone about it. Then it doesn't sell. If, if it's really something that's going to – make a difference and it's not infringing on like going on a date with my husband or taking time for fitness or getting to rehearsal or all these other things in my life that also matter to me and sometimes even more you know so so that's where yeah. I, I you have to there's a hierarchy yeah totally so okay I want to I really want to respect your time so any final thoughts that you want to share with the audience and um and if not tell them again where they can find you is it weird that my final thought is sack up? Because I feel like that's what we've been talking <laughs> about all this time is finding a way to 
Make yourself first, your priorities, your needs first, both for you and for your business. Tell other people to pound salt. <laughs> right? I mean, and I, I know that's a terrible, it's not a very joyful oh, fun thought, but I think it will bring you joy, which is why I'm saying it. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. then as far as finding me, um, jessicacupferman.com, although if you don't want to spell that, the, the podcast hub is ladybusiness.biz, and it's sort of all together. Okay. And it's easier. So, yeah, ladybusiness.biz, and my stuff is on there, and my podcast is on there, and as well as, like, featured articles and all kinds of fun stuff from other women business owners. And thank you for having me. I'm honored that you would ask to have me on your show. Oh, I'm just so stoked you said yes. I was like, oh, she looks like hot shit. I hope she says yes. (laughs) So flattering coming from you. Thank you. Oh, I love that. It's so funny. Right. Thank God. If, if, If people knew, like, uh, the what I look like right now compared to like my my glamorous online presence, dude. It's dude. such a mess. But yeah, I think it's our highlight reel. We put our highlight reel out, and and the reality yeah. is the behind the scenes is not is totally different. But you know, one time I was doing a Google Hangout. This is recently, and I pulled up the lower third so I could put my name and what I was doing, and it included my profile picture. And I was like, do you know how hard I'd have to look to look like that right now? Like this, my lower third was making me look terrible. <laughs> basis i'm not like in a studio with all my makeup on all at once no you know oh no oh i hear you yeah so i hear you too you're oh right my God. Like you're, but you you look like hot shit as well so i'm very flattered you would say that about me thank you you're most welcome so everybody thank you so much for hanging out with us today and please go check out uh, Lady Biz Radio and uh, swing by jessicacupformen.com and fall in love with her the way I have. Yeah. And um, and if you haven't done so already, cruise by thejoyjunkie.com and check out the podcast page. We're always looking for uh, topic ideas. You can grab your free Life and Love digital kit while you're there. And um, if you feel so inclined, we would love – uh, any kindnesses that you're willing to share on iTunes reviews. That's very, very helpful for the show. And mm-hmm. um, and again, thank you just so much for hanging out with us. Thank you, Jess. And here is to loving and living your most badass life. This is Jess and Amy signing out.